So in my early 20s, I definitely would not have been able to affirm myself. I knew that there were certain things about me that were kind of interesting, kind of cool. I knew that I was a, a good storyteller. I knew that if someone didn't have a voice that I could step in and speak up and advocate for that person. But at that time, I didn't know how to advocate for myself. So over the past almost two decades, that's what I've been learning to do to advocate for myself. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox. I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. And I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. The pace of our life has a way of keeping us off kilter. How we choose to live our days matters. Today's guest, Nakia Phoenix, has an incredible way of living with intention in every area of her life. Her intention starts the moment she opens her eyes and spills over into every aspect of her day. From her morning affirmations that she shares every day on Instagram, to her work as a model, writer, and activist, Nakia brings passion and purpose to areas such as women's issues, social equality, and calling out all things beautiful. Miles and Nakia originally sat down to chat a little over a year ago, but due to COVID, the release of their conversation was postponed. We're so excited to be sharing it with you now and hope that it leaves you inspired and encouraged to connect with yourself and the things that matter most to you today. Welcome our friend, Nakia. Hello, my friend. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of this. We're excited to, I'm always excited when I get an opportunity to connect and talk with you, but uh, particularly for just a conversation such as this, which uh, I'm excited for other people in our world to get to know more about yours. I'm so excited for this. Been looking forward to it for a while. We haven't known each other that long, but we got a unique opportunity just due to uh, the way we were introduced to get to know each other probably really deeply quickly. Yes. So I do feel like uh, I, there's maybe some things I know about you that others don't, but also I don't take for granted the fact that our runway has been short, although it's been very deep. And that was one of the first things that jumped out to me about you. And I am a an observer of the human spirit. I love just sitting back and watching and listening. And as I listened and kind of got to know you, it just, it, the depth uh, was what jumped off the page is you feel like kind of a deep well of the adequate adjective that comes to mind right now would just be kind of just soothing for the soul, inspiration. Of course, I follow you on Instagram too, so I love the little uh, affirmative kind of meditative uh, wisdom you pour out. But in person, I experience the same thing. You just feel like somebody who can hold and, and deliver a lot of wisdom. So I'd love for our audience to get to know you a little bit. I know you've got a, an awesome professional resume. You've done some amazing things. And so it'd be fun to hear a little bit about that too. But uh, just tell us about Nakia. Who is she? Where did that deep well come from? Or do you resonate with that description? Uh, you know, I remember you saying something similar when we were at onsite in September. And it was like, huh, you know, it's, it's always interesting to hear how other people uh, describe you. 
And so when you, when you said something similar, then it did resonate with me and it still resonates with me now. And I realized that over the years, I've done a lot of self soothing. There was so much confusion and different voices going on in my head and I had to find, and I'm still finding that voice that calms me. So even when I speak that it's in that same calm, soothing voice, I guess I, I would say that I get a lot of this. Interestingly enough, my mother was a high school guidance counselor for the majority of my, um, of my life actually. And I remember her having such compassion for her students such compassion for the parents that would come in that had kids that they felt like were having a hard time in school. And also my grandmother has, has that same compassion. So I think that's just innately in me. It's innately in my upbringing. So the work that I do now is it's, it is self-soothing and I believe that I'm here to make sure that others are able to tap into who they are and realize that there is, peace in your true self. Mm. I love that you trace the line straight back to your lineage. A lot of times people aren't able to connect those dots so quickly. That's neat that to hear that part of it comes from your grandmother and your mother. And when you say um, that you, part of your presence is hopefully to support people and encourage them into being their true selves and who they really are, who would you say you really are at your core? At my core, I am, when I close my eyes and, and visualize my true self, um, it's lots of light. It's like a sunset full of many different colors and everything just has a glow. I believe that I glow. I believe that there's tranquility inside of me. And then there's also just a you know, a little, a little surprise, you know, when you're watching a sunset, you're, the colors are never the same each night that you watch a sunset. And I think that I have little surprises that come up every now and then I'm full of wonder. I am definitely very inquisitive. I like to have fun. I like to spontaneously burst out into song and dance. Gentle. I'd say that I'm, I'm very gentle. If need be, I can be, you know, the <laughs> strength and <laughs> tenacity. Tenacity is a very, a very good word because I realized that I've had to be, I've had to be that in a number of situations to keep fighting for the person that I know I am in spite of what the outside world may be telling me. I think it's so encouraging for people, not everybody having been asked that question or asked that question to people can arrive so quickly and clearly at their strengths and almost be self-affirmative in a way. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, here's, here's who I am. Have you always been able to speak that way uh, about you or is it something that you've worked at or worked towards? Was there ever a time where it was a little harder to identify kind of some of your deep value or has it always just been organic with you? I can think back to my early twenties coming straight out of college and having those moments of doubt those moments of 
well, who am I? What do I believe in? Because at that point in time, I think so many of us are are coming into adulthood after hearing our parents tell us what we should and should not do, who we should and should not be, going through school, having teachers and professors trying to mold us into who they want us to be. But the whole time we're trying to figure out who we are and cut out all of the noise. So in my early 20s, I didn't, I was I definitely would not have been able to affirm myself. I knew that there were certain things about me that were kind of interesting, kind of cool. I knew that I was a a good storyteller. I knew that if someone didn't have a voice that I could step in and speak up and advocate for that person. But at that time, I didn't know how to advocate for myself. So over the past almost two decades, that's what I've been learning to do to advocate for myself. Mm. In those early imprints, I also know you had some success. I don't know how how early you started your career in, in, in modeling, and I know that's just one element, but you've had a lot of success in, in that profession. And I know that industry alone can be pretty difficult to navigate, mm-hmm. particularly as a young girl or woman. And curious your thoughts about that, what you learned, and, and maybe when you got started. You know, I think that when I when I actually started modeling professionally, I was 25 years old, which is normally when most models are ending their career. And so I believe that it gave me, I had a stronger sense of self uh, compared to when I initially wanted to model when I was a teenager. I remember being in high school and really wanting to model then. And I'm so thankful that it everything unfolded the way that it did because I definitely didn't, I wouldn't have been able to speak up for myself then. But when I came into it at 25, I had a stronger idea of self, also a better idea of self-respect. There are certain things that, that I believe in industries that are, that are like that, like um, fashion and beauty you can get so caught up in everything that's surface level, the superficial. And I had to look past that. And realistically, and I remember saying this to a group of kids a few weeks ago, every job that I got, and it was a beautiful job, the images were beautiful, the commercials were beautiful. All of those jobs came because I wasn't portraying anyone but myself. I was just being myself the entire time. And I think that's the way that I, that my career has been able to thrive is because I'm not playing a role. I'm just being me. And that can be so hard in in that kind of industry because we're taught to put on a mask to be just like everyone else, to be cookie cutter, not be an individual. And I had to realize that I can't hide who I am. That's such an important message, regardless of the profession, but particularly in a profession that many people assume uh, that haven't been as connected internally to it is that the whole thing is built off your image. The image that, uh, external image, meaning Mm -hmm. the, the party that nobody really um, or the party that everybody sees. And I know I've just scratched the surface on some of what you you have done or are doing, but what inspired you to pivot from some of your 
professional endeavors to advocacy and being a part of starting some of the movements that you're passionate about? Hmm. I, interestingly enough, my, my stepdad has been a big civil rights leader for my entire life. And I remember going to marches, going to conferences and watching him speak. And uh, he's also an educator. I come from a line of educators. He's also an educator. And I was just always amazed. He would also, you know, you know how parents are. They wake you up on a Saturday morning and they're like, okay, we're about to do this thing. And you're like, ugh do we have to, (laughs) it was like, Oh, we have to, we have to go to this rally. Okay. We have to go to, all right. That's, that's kind of what we're doing. Um, when I started to kind of pivot professionally, I realized that the work that I was turning toward is really advocacy and activism. And there's something so revolutionary and powerful with you know, when it comes to standing in your truth, because we're not taught to do that. And the way that it first came about for me was starting a blog over a decade ago called Model Liberation. And it was my platform to be able to discuss all the things that happen in the modeling industry that models kind of talk about amongst ourselves. But we would never dare say that to a client. We would never say it to an agent, but we're all experiencing some of those things. So that was my first kind of pivot, I guess you could say. And then a few years later, I definitely got more into the black beauty space and advocating for black women, which is how black girl beautiful came about. And it's my safe space that I've created for women of African descent. And it brings me so much joy to be able to do, to do this kind of work. And I try to squeeze black girl beautiful in however I can when I'm working with brands or I'm working with clients. I think that it's an interesting way to affirm ourselves in a public space and Last year, we, uh, we did a wonderful mural in the city of Atlanta, the Hey Brown Girl mural. And it's such a simple affirmation and yet such a powerful thing to do. And I remember showing it to my stepdad and I was like, see, this is activism. This is a bold statement that otherwise you would not see in a public space. And I think in that moment, he kind of understood Yes, that 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 what I'm doing is is activism and is advocacy, and uh, that there's power in that work. I love that. I love the. I'm so glad you talked about that. I, that was what I was wanting to invite and ask about next, just because I love the concept and the idea. And I'm sure I want to. I'm sure you've got photographs of that mural that mm-hmm. we'll post in our show notes because I'd love for that story to have an image. What's come out of Black Girl Beautiful? Is there a story that comes to your mind that's like, oh, that's when I knew I've got to keep this up at all costs? Oh, wow. Um, A few years ago, I decided to do a Black Girl Beautiful in Atlanta. And this was, I was still living in LA at the time, but I knew that I wanted to bring the message to Atlanta. And I originally wanted to do the mural then. This was, I guess, about three years ago. But I remember at that particular event, it was a more 
intimate event than the very first big black girl, beautiful event that we had done in LA. But this intimate event, there were, I had so many family members. I had so many of my, my little cousins and my nieces and my aunts that were there. My, my grandmother, who's uh, turning a hundred this year, she even came and I was backstage and, and I said to her, granny, I need help. And she said, you know, baby, what is it? And I said, I know that I'm about to do this big thing and the people that really need to receive it are here, but I'm not exactly sure what to say. And I asked her if she could pray with me. And that is the one thing, no matter where my grandmother's mind is, as soon as, as soon as I say, as soon as anyone says, pray with me, she, oh my goodness, (laughs) she's just, she's, she's there. She snaps right back into it. Mm -hmm. And So we prayed and she asked for guidance for me. And what ended up coming from that day was I was able to see so many generations of my family celebrating the women in my family, celebrating themselves in a way that I hadn't seen before. And it was like that, the message of black girl, beautiful really resonated with them. And I was like, well, this is it. This is why I'm here. This is, I'm, I'm doing this for us. And it was just so beautiful. And to see my, to see my little nieces actually, and they're teenagers now. Oh goodness. They're teenagers. Um, but I, it awakened the, the event awakened something in them. And so now they, when I showed them the mural, oh my goodness, they, mm they lit up and I said, this is for you. Wow. I want you to be able to see yourselves and to know that you're loved. I hope you're loving this interview with Nakia. She lives with such purpose and intention and as a result is so grounded in the way that she shows up in the world. If you're wanting to have more intention around your emotional health in this season, we created our 30 days of living centered course with you in mind. This self-paced online program will help you establish daily practices and rhythms that will equip you to stay grounded, compassionate, self-aware, and resilient, no matter what life throws your way. When you sign up, you'll receive 30 days of video teachings, short reflections, and practices designed to put each day's topic into action. Discover more at onsiteworkshops.com slash 30 days and use the code podcast to get 20% off. Start your day off living centered with 30 days of living centered. One of the things I've experienced in advocating for some things that I'm passionate about is that it, there's a dual benefit in that it, uh, one, you hope it advances a cause or supports equality or lifts something that that feels oppressive or, or inspires people to, to step into more who they are and everything in between. There's a lot of reasons why we need voices like yours out there. But as I've leaned into things I'm passionate about, it kind of, the other side of the benefit is not what it does for others, but what it does for us. Mm-hmm. And what it's done for me is it's created these bumpers or guardrails around my life that almost I aspire to live into or up to. How has some of your passion, your activism, your kind of, I would just, the deep well I talked about, I would also pivot, this kind of feels like a deep love for just humanity. 
how has that supported you in living into your best life? Oh, wow. Seeing how people, I wouldn't say react to my work. I would say how they engage with it. Mm. You know, even the Hey Brown Girl mural, I've literally watched women stand there and take pictures in front of it. And they'll, maybe there's a complete stranger standing on the sidewalk and they start a conversation with her like, Hey girl, can you take my picture? Hey girl, I got your picture. I can do this. And then they exchange information and then they're connected. And I'm like, Oh wow. This is what this is all about. Mm. It's about the connection. Yeah, at the end of the day, I think that's at the core of what we're all after. And I should have said on the front end of asking that question that there's certainly no guarantee that that will be a benefit. Um, it, it, it certainly has potential, but I also see a lot of friends and people I don't know who jump into a change initiative in some way. In a sense, most of us that do that are trying to work out elements of our own story uh, mm -hmm. in some way which is not a bad thing. I think it's only a bad thing if we don't know about it. And I see a lot of people that chase uh, causes having never really looked at or had a mirror moment to reconcile some of their own uh, wounding. And that mm -hmm. I, I have seen um, almost have the opposite effect is that you get to the top of where you dream to be in support of all these other things and it doesn't feel fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh man, I just accomplished everything I set out to do with this effort. And now what? I think that could be a pretty common thing too. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. <laughs> has there ever been a now what for you? Uh, well, I would say last year, yeah, last year I had some, some now what moments. And I think that those moments were coming because I was, I was chasing, I was chasing a thrill or I was chasing, um, an outcome instead of actually just being present and finding the happiness and the joy in the present in that moment. I realized, oh, last year was, which led me to onsite. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally led me to onsite. Um, but there's this this concept of, I think it's a Buddhist concept. It's uh, interdependent co-arising. Then in order for one, this outcome to happen, then every single thing has to be aligned. And if one thing is not aligned, then it's just not going to happen. No matter how much effort you put into it, it's just not going to happen. So I realized that, you know, that the moment that I had been dreading ended up happening um, because things weren't aligned. However, I learned so much from that experience. It took, it took months, <laughs> definitely took months of beating myself up and second guessing myself and, you know, trying to backtrack. Well, where did it go wrong? How can I fix this? How can I fix this? And I just had to learn. It's not about fixing it. It's about, learning what you can learn from the experience and mm. um, moving, I won't say forward, moving out from point A, moving out in mm. some direction from that. It's, it was hard. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great segue to 
what a lot of our community feels affirmed by or is searching for. Are there natural rhythms that you've created that would support your emotional wellness and well-being? I'm a morning person. I say a prayer before I get out of bed and I meditate before I get out of bed. And I, I do that before I do anything. I mean, maybe every now and then I get up and <laughs> feed my cat who's begging for food, but <laughs> it's like, Oh, kitty, come on. Um, but I realized that, that I have to bookend my day. I have to start it and end it on happy notes, on notes of, um, a peace because who knows what's going to happen in between, but at least I can decide how I want to start my day and I want to end it. So the prayer, meditation, uh, saying an affirmation, being, being able to affirm myself before anyone can um, take that power away from me, if I allow them to. Those things all help me to stay present, stay grounded, and take those moments to express my happiness and to find the joy and the tiny things. Mm. But one of the things that you're, I love that you do on your Instagram stories is you, you kind of invite people into that every day Yeah, um, where it's like, good morning. <laughs> and your, your good morning is way better than mine. Mine sounds pretty country, but <laughs> good morning y'all. Uh, but uh, yours just has this, that's like butter. It's like, good morning. And I'm like, oh, everybody needs a Nakia good morning. And then you do a daily affirmation, which is mm -hmm. really cool. So I wondered if you would, for our, our audience who are um, probably searching for grounding tools and maybe one of the best ways we could invite them into their own ritual and routines is by sharing ours. And so I wondered if you'd be willing to take us through as if it were morning time, maybe a Nakia good morning and an affirmation for all of our <laughs> listeners. Yes. Uh, I'm such a, I'm such a morning person. I love mornings. It's just, uh, especially when, when the sun is like tickling your eyelids, telling you it's time to get up. It's just one of my favorite favorite times of day. Um, okay. Uh, mornings, mornings. Um, so one of the things that I believe I set an alarm for much later and it's not like a blaring alarm. It's kind of, it's my alarm to say, okay, it's time to make tea or it's time to, time to actually get out of bed, but it's not like a, how should I put it? Our bodies know, I mean, I know that everything's kind of off at the moment, but our bodies genuinely know when it's time to wake up. Even before your alarm goes off in the morning, you're aware that, that you're waking up. So I take that time to um, show gratitude, you know, by, by saying a prayer and by meditating. So when I come online, that's me actually opening my eyes and, you know, grabbing my phone and here we go. Good morning. Okay. All right. So here we go. Good morning, sunshines. Wake up, wake up. Ah, get settled into your body, settled into the day. And today's affirmation 
because it's so important to affirm ourselves before before we open up to the world. It's so important to affirm ourselves and to show ourselves love and gratitude and grace. So today's affirmation. I am grounded in this moment. I am happy with the person that I am right now. And take a deep breath in. And let out a big sigh and release. Let that breath kind of move around in your body. Give yourself a little shoulder shake. You're ready. You're ready for this day. You're ready for what is to come. And know that as you go through your day, you are loved. You are filled with love. Affirm yourself. Everything's going to be okay today. And when you start to have those moments where you're feeling pressure, just stop. Close your eyes. Breathe in again and get centered. Show yourself love. I have definitely had those moments that I've had to press that reset button no matter where I am. And sometimes your body is telling you that it's time to reset and you're trying to fight it. Had a few days where my vision started getting blurry and I could feel a migraine coming on and I just had to close my eyes and get familiar with myself all over again. And that's okay. And in those moments, I give myself lots of love and grace. Not beating myself up. Just knowing that I can move outward from this point. So I hope that, I hope that when we're in these moments of just feeling uncomfortable, that we acknowledge that uncomfortability and tell ourselves that it's okay to feel what we're feeling, but know that there's something on the other side of that. And knowing also that you can, you can decide to feel happy. When you block everything out, when you block out all the noise, and you're just sitting with yourself, and you're quiet, you've quieted all those other voices, you find that peace and you find that joy. And something as simple as being able to breathe, oh my goodness, it can bring you such joy. So those are the things that before I open up my, my laptop, before I even make tea, those are the things that, I, that bring me into the present and remind me to be grateful for the present. Mm. I feel like I need a cup of tea now. <laughs> Which, oh man, that was good. Thank you. That, 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 that's our podcast right there. We don't even need anything but that little section right there for all of humanity right now, including me. You took me on a journey there. 
<laughs> as soon as you started to take us on that journey, Mackenzie and I were like, yes, she's taking us there. <laughs> so um, thank you for doing that. That's, uh, yeah. I think the world could use a, a dose of that right now. Right. And I think it's about pacing ourselves, you know, even even when you're coming out of these these um, beautiful moments where you're able to get in touch with with self and you're able to breathe and you're able to take a moment, ease back into the rest of your day, the rest of your time. That's why making tea is a very important thing for me because it reminds me that everything's a process. It doesn't happen instantly. I don't just wake up and magically there's tea. But that process of making tea allows me to physically get my body right for the day and to mentally prepare myself for everything that's, that's coming, coming up. It's a process and it's okay that it's a process. Well, thank you for sharing some of your process with us. I know a lot of people will be grateful. I wondered if, if there are some things that we could get more Nakia, something that maybe you're excited about or some things you're excited about that you're either currently working on or things to come that you'd be open to sharing with us. Things to come. Oh, so I'm so thankful for this moment. So thankful for this moment, Miles. Um, I wish you could see. I'm like I have uh, spirit fingers in the air. Um, <laughs> something that I've been uh, that I've been saying that I'm going to do, and now I definitely have the time and space to do it. Is to write a book about affirmations. Wow. You know, it's because I think that when when people Yes, we, we tend to give the shiny, happy versions on online, but there's so much behind the, the affirmations that I say every day. And there's so much backstory. And I believe that it's important to share those stories and not just the affirmation. So I'm working on that book. And I mean, now is such a wonderful time to be able to really focus in on and uh, do that work. And that's, that's healing for me. You know, it's very, it's, it's healing for me as well. So I'm excited about that. Mm. Well, thank you. And uh, we'll put up the ways that you can stay connected to uh, Nakia Phoenix on Instagram is where I kind of keep up with some of your stuff. Uh, but I'm glad that you have uh, chosen to share some of it uh, intentionally with everyone else. And I just can't imagine your nieces going both ways, your nieces and maybe you at a, um, at a certain age looking back and then your grandmother who leaned into that prayer with you. I can imagine everybody's just so proud of who you are and, and who you continue to become. And I certainly am, uh, as a friend and a fan, but, uh, I appreciate you giving some time to our folks today. Well, thanks Miles. Thank you for allowing me to, to share today. Definitely. I needed this probably as much as uh, we needed to do this. No, yeah, me too. Well, is there anything else you'd want to close us out with or is it feel like a good place to, to kind of land the plane? I think it's all about um, remembering who, who we truly are in, in these moments and that there is another side to this and we'll make it to the light. We'll make it to the light. I love it. That's a perfect way. All right. Thanks, my friend. We'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. 
If you want to hear more from OnSite, find us on social media at OnSite Workshops. You can also find me at Miles Edcox. When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If OnSite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call 1-800-341-7432 or visit onsiteworkshops.com.